to be Mark chapter 4. Mark chapter 4, continuing our, our study through the book of Mark. One verse, one verse to start off with this morning, which is really going to be what the message is about. Verse 21, it says, Jesus said to them, meaning his disciples, is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? Let's pray. Father, I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus, for just a work of grace. From you to us, Lord, just to split open our hearts and place your word, your explosive word, your dynamic word, your comforting word. Father, I just pray for myself, recognizing that I tend to be less de dependent on you, Lord, in the second service, having already given the message once, Lord. Would you, would you, by the Holy Spirit, just bring me to a place of radical dependence on you, Lord? word for word so that I do not become a hindrance Lord because this I know you want to do a work in the hearts of every man woman and child in this room and so father do that work and just Lord what does this mean give me something new Lord Give me something new to share. That a lamp is to be on a lamp stand. Not under a basket, not under a bed. On a lamp stand. What does that mean for us? What do you want to do in us today? We want you to be delighted. Lord, your word says you delight to be in the presence of people with surrendered hearts. I pray, Father, Lord, we look to you. You know our frame. You know we are but dust. You know if it was up to us, Lord, uh, we would, our minds would be far away from this room. Just gather us in, Lord, in the name of Jesus, your son Jesus. Gather us in just to focus on your heart. We want to be like David. It says of, of him, Lord, that he was a man after your heart. Gather us in that we may do that, Lord, today that you would be delighted to be in this place. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, you may be seated.
In the Bible, the world is described as a dark place. For example, in the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, describing just people in the world generally, it says this, the people walk in darkness. And then it says in uh, Isaiah 42, verse 7, they sit in darkness. Somehow that, that seems to me even worse. There's walking in darkness, that doesn't sound like a good thing. Sitting in darkness, that seems more grave. Isaiah, then in Isaiah 49, verse 9, it just says plainly, they are in darkness. What does that mean? What does that mean that the people of the world walk in darkness, sit in darkness, or are in darkness? Bible's really clear about that. It means they do not know God. Psalm 82, verse 5, describes the people of the world in this way. They do not know, nor do they understand. They walk about in darkness. God who created them, God who blesses them with grace and mercy. Every second of every minute of every hour of every day, of every week, of every year, blessing them with grace and mercy. They do not know him. God who has an infinite store of joy and peace and purpose and love and wisdom if they would only turn to him, but they do not know. Romans chapter 11, verse 36 says about God, of him and through him and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. They don't know him. They don't know that God. God of whom it is, uh, it is said that the heavens proclaim his righteousness for he's a God of justice Psalm 50, verse 6. They don't know him. God, of whom it is said that he is faithful in all he does. Psalm 145, verse 17. They do not know him. God, of whom it is said that those who do know him, for those who do know him, he's a refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46, 1. The world does not know him. God who says to those who do know him, do not fear for I am with you. Do not be dismayed for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Isaiah 41.10. The world does not know that God. God of whom it is said that no creature is hidden from his sight. But all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Hebrews 4.13. They don't know him. They don't know that God. God of whom it is said that his wrath comes upon the sons and daughters of disobedience. Ephesians 5.6. They don't know him. 
God, of whom it is said it was appointed unto man to die one time, and then comes the judgment by him. Hebrews 9, 27. They don't know him. God, of of whom it is said, is merciful and gracious, long-suffering, abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, but by no means clearing the guilty. Exodus 34, 6 and 7. They do not know that God. They're in darkness. The world is saturated in darkness, shrouded in darkness. And listen, please, a soul, a soul, saturated in darkness, sitting in darkness, walking in darkness, is in an indescribably dangerous place. An indescribably dangerous place. A soul walking in darkness, sitting in darkness, in darkness, is capable of an almost infinite, infinitely deep despondency, depression, darkness. A soul that is shrouded in darkness is also capable of monstrous pride and arrogance and superiority over everything and everybody. A soul shrouded in walking in darkness is being led to a place of everlasting judgment described in the Bible, described by Jesus as everlasting darkness. And the word of God can change all of that. It can change all of that. The word of God does change all of that. Mark 4, 21. And he, Jesus, said to them, is a lamp brought to be under a basket or under a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? Is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? Listen, Calvary Chapel. The Bible says that the Word of God is a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. Your Word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my 
to my path. And then, and then in Psalm 119, verse 130, it says, the entrance of your words give light. So verse 21 again, where Jesus says, is a, is a lamp, is the word. Your word is a lamp. Is your word is, is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or under a bed? Is it a lamp, the word, not to be set on a lampstand? So this verse, verse 21, is part of the parable of the sower, the parable of the soils, which we studied last week. If you didn't hear the message, it would be good for you to go back and listen to it. In this parable, a sower, Jesus is giving this parable. He's in a, sitting in a boat, and there are th thousands of people on a slope in front of him. He's in a boat just offshore, and he's speaking to them. This parable, in this parable, a sower, a farmer, throws seeds, throws seed, rather, on four types of soil. In verse 15 of chapter 4, we find that the seed represents the word of God, the Bible. Verse 14 says that Jesus says the sower, the farmer, sows the word. The, the, the seed is the word of God. The farmer is Jesus, is God, or anyone else being used by God to declare the word of God. The soil represents your heart, your heart and my heart. That's what the soil represents. Important. Your heart is who you are. <laughs> Eric Burks, Dr. Eric, Pastor Eric, and I are reading a book, Divine Conspiracy, about, um, written by Dallas Willard. And, 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 and we're in this chapter, and, he, and this is what he says. He's, don't be deceived. You are what your heart is. And, and, and so much of Jesus' ministry is this very thing. Don't be deceived. You are who your heart is. It's not about what you do supremely. It's about what your heart is. You are who your heart is. So in this parable, the seed falls on four types of soil, four types of human hearts receiving the word. The first heart we saw last week, is a heart so hard and antagonistic towards God that immediately when the word hits the heart, Satan seal, uh, steals it away, the word makes no penetration into the heart. The second heart receives the word, but there is a shallowness in, in, in the love of God, in, in the soil, in the heart. There's a shallowness of love towards God, and as soon as the trials of life come, a death of a child, financial ruin, divorce. A friend backstabs you. Or perhaps it's a great temptation. You can have this money, you can have this relationship, you can have this power, but none of that God stuff. And, and it says they fall away. The, the love of God just dissipates. It was shallow. You are what your heart is. Jesus teaches. The third heart receives the word, but there is a divided love. There's a love for God, 
a genuine love for God. Uh, But then there is also a love of the world. And as we talked about last week, without exception, when there's a divided love, there, that there's a love of, of, of God and there's a, a love of, uh, of the world residing in a human heart. The love of the world always wins out. It always wins out. And there's no fruit that is born from such a heart. The, the, the uh, fourth heart is a heart undivided love for the Lord. And, 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 and it says the fruit is born not one, two, or three, but 30-fold, 60, or 100. And so you say, I, I want to be, be that fourth sorrel. Please, 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 God, I want to be that fourth sorrel. How do I become that fourth sorrel? And the answer to that question, according to Jesus, is apparently really, really hard for you and I to accept. How do we know that? Because he has to give the answer 13 times. Because we don't want to accept the answer of, what, of, of how to get, have one of these fourth soil hearts. I want to be that fourth soil. Well, well, what, what is it? Okay, how do I be? Jesus says uh, uh, 13 times. What does he say? Shout it out real loud. What's the word? Please, Calvary Chapel. Here. Use the word here. 13 times in this parable, verses 1 through 25. You have to hear. You have to hear, you have to hear. And just because you have two knobby-looking ears on your head uh, and sounds going into into them, that doesn't mean that you're hearing. You may be hearing but not hearing, Jesus said. In this parable. So the verse that per- puts everything together, we saw this last week, verses really verse 23 and 24. 24 is the linchpin of the whole parable. Verse 22, so Jesus says, if anyone um, has ears to hear, let him hear. Verse 24, again, this is the linchpin. You, you take this verse out and the whole parable, it loses all its meaning. He says, take heed what you hear. And so the parallel account in the book of Luke says this, so be careful how you listen. You better be careful how you listen. And so don't think you're ever going to be anything resembling the fourth soil Jesus says he teaches in this parable. Don't think you're going to be anything resembling this fourth heart unless you are careful how you're listening to the word of God when it goes out on Sunday morning or some other time when you're receiving the word of God. Are you being really careful how you listen? There's a lot of ink, a lot of ink with this parable. If it's not the longest, it's really close, 25 verses. Are, 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 you, are, are you doing everything that you can in order to hear the word of God? Are you going to the place where you receive the word of God with a heart that's prepared to receive it? Are you doing everything within your power to make sure that it's happening? Are you coming to church 
after having spent hours and hours the previous week filling your heart with filthiness. And yes, we got comfortable with that word last week. Why did we? Well, because it's right there in the word of God. James chapter 1, verse 21. Therefore, lay aside all filthiness and overflow of wickedness and receive with meekness the implanted word. Very clear. If you're filling up the, your heart, whether it's the, the kind of music, the kind of TV, the kind of movies, the, the kind of crowds you're in and, and, and you're sucked into, don't expect to receive. Don't expect to hear in the way that Jesus is talking about in this parable. And, and, and so, um, uh, same thing. Are you coming to, to church? Having prepared your heart with prayer on Saturday? Rather, are you coming to church not having prepared your heart with prayer on Saturday night and Saturday and Sunday morning? Uh, Psalm 86 says, uh, verse 12, give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. Is that the cry of your heart on Saturday night and Sunday morning? Are you coming to church without any appetizers of the Word of God before the main meal of the Word of God. We talked about last week. Uh, Deuteronomy chapter um, 8 verse 3 says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Are you coming to the church not physically ready to receive the Word of God? Not enough sleep? Late to the service? Then don't expect to hear the Word of God at least in the way that Jesus is speaking of here. That don't expect your life to be multiplying fruit 30, 60, 100 fold because you won't hear the word of God unless you prepare yourself to hear the word of God. We saw last week King Jehoshaphat, many bad kings in Israel. There were some good ones, and one was Jehoshaphat. What did God say of him? Um, Nevertheless, good things are found in you because you have prepared your heart to seek God. It doesn't just say you have sought the Lord. It says you've prepared your heart to seek the Lord. And Jesus is devoting these 25 verses. This is, this is the Holy Bible, the most important book in the history of the world, and a huge chunk of it to this subject, preparing your heart to seek the Lord, meaning preparing your heart to hear. And without this preparation, you won't hear says Jesus. And so how do you hear? This is what we were last week. Number one, laying aside all filthiness. Number two, prayer. Number three, appetizing. Number four, coming to church physically ready to hear. Okay. Now, Now for the hard part. You think that was the hard part. Ooh. No, 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 no. Now for the part of the message that may well offend some of you. Uh, Part of the message you may not like. Now for the surgeon's knife. And this is Jesus' knife, not mine. He's the surgeon. Now for the surgeon's knife to start carving away the gangrene that has made its way into your spiritual life. We learn 
from verse 21, a lamp, is it not to be set on a lampstand, that hearing is an action word. Hearing is an action word. The only soil, the only heart that is really hearing Jesus is uh, uh, hearing what Jesus is saying is the fourth soil because they act on what they hear and they receive the word and they give it. They give it what, in what way? There's a lamp on their table, on their lampstand, and that's giving out to the world. Verse 21 is what the fourth soil, and listen, only the fourth soil does. <laughs> is a lamp brought to be put under a basket or a bed? Is it not to be set on a lampstand? None of the first three soils puts a lamp on a lampstand. What is a lamp? It's the word of God. Your word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. The lamp is the word of God. Once the lamp is on the lampstand, what happens? Fruit. <laughs> and what, what did we say? Uh, uh, fruit was, last week, fruit. The life of God in you being reproduced in others. These two verses, Calvary Chapel, are connected. Verse 20, the fourth heart, you are what your heart is, Jesus says. And verse 21, the, the, the man, the woman, the heart, the person with the lamp on the lampstand, they're connected. Verse 21 is not connected in any of the previous verse. It's this verse, the fourth soil, and only the fourth soil in, in that, in, in only in that heart have a lamp on the lampstand there. They are, by their life and words, reproducing the life of God in the lives of others. They are bringing light to the darkness by living and declaring the word of God. They bring men, women, and children saturated in darkness, shrouded in darkness, trapped in darkness. They're bringing them to light. They're bringing light to them. They're bringing them uh, to, to come to the place where they know that uh, there is a God and, of, and, and, the, and it's true of this God that of him and through him and in him are all things to whom be glory forever. Romans eleven thirty six. You can do this, Calvary Chapel. Bringing family, your friends, your coworkers, strangers out of darkness into the light where they discover God. That the, uh, the God of whom it is said that the heavens proclaim his righteousness. For he is a God of justice, Psalm 50, verse six. Darkness in your friends. Gone as your lampstand, light is on your lampstand. Uh, the God of whom it is said that he is faithful in all he does, Psalm 145, 17. Darkness in your family, gone. The, 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 a God of whom it is said to the, about those who know him, he is their refuge and strength and everlasting help in trouble, Psalm 46, verse one. Darkness in your schoolmates, gone. God of whom it is said, 
and no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him uh, to whom we must give an account. Hebrews 4.13, darkness in your coworker, gone, God, of whom it is said that his wrath comes upon the sons and daughters of disobedience. Ephesians 5 verse 6, darkness in that complete stranger that you run into, who you share the word of God with. Gone. Now pause. I know I've been going sort of hard and heavy. Let's, let's just pause. Let's pause at this point. So this is my fear. Here's my fear. I want to tell you what my fear is. That some of you are listening, thinking, Okay, Jesus says the, four, the fourth soil people the fourth soil people, the, the, the people with the, the fourth soil, that, that, that heart, I, I, he's saying I am what my, my heart is, are the only ones who are out there with a lamp sharing and living the word of God with their friends and family, strangers. Oh no, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta leave this place today and I gotta grab the first person I hear and I need to talk, talk to him about Jesus. I, I need to go to that person um, who I uh, you know, cursed at last week and, and plead for forgiveness. I need to um, go uh, to some complete stranger uh, or that, that, that family member I've ignored for years or, 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 or that neighbor that's lived right next to me and I, I gotta tell him about uh, Jesus because I wanna be a force soil. I wanna, st- I, I wanna be that. I wanna be the 36. I, w- I don't wanna be one of those other three soils. If that's what you're thinking, you've missed the entire point of Jesus' parable. What's the entire point of his parable? One more time. Here. You are what your heart is. And what Jesus goes after time and time again, he doesn't want some phony religious external thing that we go out and do so that we can say, oh, I, I guess that is me. No, 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 no. He wants a relationship with you. <laughs> he wants a relationship with you. He, it, but, but, but here's the hard part. There's just no exit from this. There's no way we can wiggle out 25 verses. 13 times, he says. He's all about you preparing your heart to hear the word of God. That is front and center here. Uh, is be careful how you listen. Jesus says in the parallel verse, in, in chapter 8, of ver, um, verse 18 of, of Luke. Remember, um, again, what it says of, of Jehoshaphat. Nevertheless, good things are found in you, and you have prepared your heart to seek the Lord. That is the response that is the response. If, if I'm like, oh, wow, you know, yeah, I, I, I cannot say I got a lamp 
that people are like coming out of darkness. The response is, I got to go up there and make up for all the lost time. No, it is prepare your heart to seek the Lord. And there's no getting around it as much as you and I don't like it. There's only one way to prepare your heart to seek the Lord, or there's at least four, and we've been in at least four, and this is it, whether we like it or not. Here is the list of four. Number one, you gotta lay aside all filthiness. Number two, you gotta pray on Saturday night and Sunday morning. Number three is appetizing. Getting a taste of the word of God for the main meal of the word of God. And number four is coming to church physically ready to hear. Oh man, do we like to take that easy shortcut and go off and do external stuff, good works, good things, just so we can convince ourselves in our own minds of someone who we're really, we're not. We're not the fourth soil. Many of you are not the fourth soil. The solution is not to run out and be religious. The, 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 it, it is to prepare your heart to hear. Jesus wants you to hear. He, he, he's, he wants a relationship with you. And that ain't going to happen if you're filling your heart, mind, and soul with garbage throughout the week. It's just not going to happen. It's not going to happen without prayer, talking to God, receiving from him, hearing and talking to him, appetizing. Okay, Lord, appetize me. I'm not feeling it. Appetize. Give me an appetizer for the main meal. And just being physically ready. Oh, we're so physically ready for our jobs that we do eight to ten hours a day. And now, I don't want to put anyone under condemnation. Just don't expect that fourth heart, that fourth soil. If you're not going actually way beyond that with the Lord to prepare your heart to receive the word of God. The world... Again, to go back to where we sort of started. Well, let me actually, let me, let me say this. Now, let's just imagine, let's imagine a world without the word. Let's imagine the world without the world, which, by the way, describes hundreds of millions of people who... They don't, they don't know Jesus. Many of them don't even know their name, but they certainly, they've never been exposed to the word of God. Let's just imagine for a moment. The Bible actually describes a world uh, like that. Uh, it does say that such a person, describing hundreds of millions of people, describes people in your life, coworkers, friends, family, strangers, it says they can actually get to know something about God just by opening up their eyes and listening as well and thinking. The problem is that without the word of God, without the Bible, 
They're only going to get 5% of the way. <laughs> and, and, and they will develop some kind of conception of God. And, 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 and usually it's, it's, it's again, it's, it's you know, they, they, they're looking at the trees, the lakes, the bears, the skunks, listening to thunder, looking at lightning, observing what other people do and what they say, and, and uh, taking in whatever, the, the music, the media, whatever. And, and they, they reach a conclusion about who this God is. And, 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 it's, and it can go from one extreme to the other. One extreme, you know, yeah, there, there, there's got to be a God. I can figure that out. Romans chapter 1 is very, very clear. God makes it really clear to everyone through his creation that there is a God. But the problem is, when you only get 5% of the way and you reach conclusions just based upon what you uh, observe and what your mind can think, you know, you, you reach these kind of, well, there is a God, and, and, uh, and, but I need to figure out, and, and I need to figure out what I need to do to keep him not angry at me. Or they make God into their own image. They just make him into precisely what they want him to be. Sex, drugs, all forms of pleasure. God's into all that. And they make him into their own image. They, they, they make him into just who they want to be. Or, or, you know, after looking around at everything, God is a noble. Whatever. Darkness. Saturation with darkness without the word of God. Shrouded with darkness. Without the word of God, you can't figure out who God is. Now in verse 21, Jesus says, the lamp belongs on the lamp stand. Thy word is a light under my word. The, 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 the lamp, your lamp, the word of God is going out by the lips, by your lips and your lives. The lamp, your lamp, belongs on the lamp stand. First Peter chapter two verse nine. If any of you have an issue with self-esteem, you just put this on your the door over your doorpost, and you read this before you leave the house every day. This is talking about you, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, His own special people, that you may proclaim the praises of Him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous what? What does a lamp do? It gives off what? Light. Who called you off out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Listen, Calvary Chapel. God never saved anyone by bringing them into, into the light, but that they, they would self bring others to the light. Are you Taking notes, please take this one down. God never saved anyone by bringing them into the light, but that they would themselves bring others to the light. Never has God saved a person, but that a lamp would be on their lampstand 
with the light, the word of God by their lips in their life, going forth to the strangers, family members, uh, uh, co-workers, neighbors, whoever, never. You are the light of the world, Jesus said. It's interesting, the book of Matthew. He, he, he says, I am the light of the world. Then he turns around in a later chapter and says, you are the light of the world. But are you willing to prepare your heart to hear the word of God? I'm going to ask the worship team to come up before... Uh, as they do. I mean, if that is not the most amazing calling, the most incredible purpose-filled life <laughs> of bringing light to darkness, of, 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 of scattering darkness in, in the lives of the people around you, uh, it, I, I tell you, it, it, it even gets uh, better. It says, um, it says in verse 22, it just continues. This, remember, you remember Calvary Chapel, you are who your heart is. You are who your heart is. You are who your heart is. Quit pretending. Prepare your heart to receive the word. But, but as you're receiving the word, verse 22 says, For there is nothing hidden which will not be revealed, nor has anything been kept secret, but that it should come to the light. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. And then Jesus said to them, take heed what you hear. Because with the same measure you use, it will be measured to you, and to you who hear, more will be given. And, and, then, and then here is just an extraordinary statement. And, 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 and it's my prayer that this this. Verse 25 would awaken your, your hearts, Calvary Chapel. For whoever has, which is speaking only of the fourth heart, only of the fourth soil. It's speaking only of the man or woman who has prepared their heart to receive the word and then lives the word with their lips and lives. For whoever has, to him more will be given. But whoever does not have, even what he has will be taken away from him. Speaking of the first three soils, they were given the word, but eventually the word It's kind of like the salt that Jesus says that is worthless, worthless, worthless when it is just thrown out and trampled on in a, 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 over time of no use. The word of God, the double-edged sword that Jesus gives to you and me. 25 verses. A lot of ink. You must prepare your heart to hear 
the word of God. If you want 30, 60, 100, if you want any fruitfulness in your life. Let's stand for a closing worship song. And as we, as we talked about last week, why do we show up to the service on time? It's part of preparing our heart to receive the word. Because when we worship, among other things, our heart opens up so the word can go deep. It's a plowing that takes a place. But guess what? Same thing at the close of the service when we worship. It just opens up the heart even more. <laughs> so that seed that's made, you know, part of the way, all of a sudden it's, 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 the heart opens up more and it goes even deeper. So let's worship the Lord and just continue you know supremely a lamp that's on a lampstand the word of God that proceeds from your lips and your life if there's a lampstand there, it will lead people to the horrific picture of the cross with the Son of God hanging there, unrecognizable, covered with blood. Supremely, that's where the lampstand brings a person who's in darkness. And ultimately, it's that picture which eliminates the darkness, which opens up the light. Where First Peter, again, it said, brings someone into his marvelous light. only going to happen as you prepare your heart to seek the Lord. So let's continue doing that right now in worship. Father, we just thank you for this time. I pray, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Continue that perfect work, Lord, that you do in a human heart. Would you continue to do that in my heart, in all the hearts that are here? Oh God, how we have deceived ourselves to thinking something other than we are who our heart is. We confess and agree, Lord. We are who our hearts are.
need a lot of preparing. Lord, by a work of grace, prepare our hearts to seek, to hear. In Jesus' name, amen.